Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour, each and every Sunday night, 8 to 9, where we discuss and dissect political talking points of both parties, designed specifically as an assault on your liberty. Either that or they try to corrupt you with the health care. And we're going to get to the national issues of uh, the health care boondoggle and how all of a sudden the very thing that was the catalyst of the Tea Party, the very thing that inspired mass protest and groups to reject the Democrat Obamacare, um, how that all of a sudden is an issue we all want. And somehow that went into a uh, revolving door and changed like Superman, where now everybody wants Obamacare. Not me. I don't want it. So we'll discuss and uh, we'll go through that. But before I do, I'd like to let you know that there is a particular issue that I find very upsetting. And that issue is the Fenwick grad who is now a DePaul freshman, I believe. Right, Macbeth? I believe that is correct. There's something wrong with my headset here. What's anyway, wrong with your headset? Keep talking. I can't hear you. Um, anyway, this kid's name is Krupa, and he's a 19-year-old kid who uh, kind of embodies everything you'd be proud of if you had a son. Uh, he, he wants to get involved. He's civic-minded. He's articulate. He's principled. He has a grasp of the issues. And um, his name is Krupa, I believe. And he had the audacity... To run against really one of the hand-picked principles of Mike Madigan. And his name is Quinn. And his, I believe it's Marty Quinn. And the connection has not been made. I've been watching this on all the news stations. The connection has not been made that that Quinn is the actual brother of the Quinn Madigan cohort who was accused of sexual harassment by the young girl seven or eight months ago, whatever it was. Um, And that just is mysteriously left out of all news reports that the Quinn, who is the alderman for the 13th Ward, is the brother of the Madigan cohort who was accused of sexual harassment by the girl who had the news conference. I don't have the name in front of me. We have to know. I lost my paperwork on the way in. Um, What's that? Who? The girl. Who is the girl that accused Quinn of um, sexual harassment? I'm screening your calls. Go on. Um. So anyway, they, they just conveniently leave off the fact that this is really a family that's been handpicked and cultivated by Mike Madigan that's really a uh, apparatchik of the Chicago Democrat Party and that he was put in there from a retiring alderman and they prefer he run unopposed. Well, this young kid had the audacity to think that government in Chicago works the way government does in your textbook, where he had an idea that he wanted to represent the people, he wanted to get involved, he wanted to get the amount of signatures he needed to get on the ballot, and he wanted to run based on his issues and based on the problems of Chicago and his solutions to fix it. Well, this kid didn't know what he was in for. 
And um, what he encountered in a very short period of time was not just the the um, real construct of corruption that is Chicago politics, whereas they could produce 2,700 signatures, affidavits to to uh, knock out the 1,700 he get. Did you see it? I think it was closer to 2,800, actually. And the, and the funny part is he only had 1,700. Yeah, he got 1,700. Uh, What's 1,000 here and there? He got 1,700 uh, signatures to get on the ballot. They turned in about 28, somewhere between 27 and 2,800 signatures saying that we renounce our support of this guy. Exactly. Of which 183 were actually people who had signed. So they were fraud. They were forgeries. They were, they were yeah. They were, Open, was, oh, just bald face fraud. And, and the people in the... Um, in the voter, what is it called? Where you? It's not the uh, FEC. Elections Commission? The Elections Commission of Chicago. They just took it. No questions asked. And reported the fact that, oh, and it looks like they recanted on, on their signature to allow to want you to run uh, for alderman here. Well, yeah, and, and what's interesting is, uh, you know, Dan Proff's Illinois Rising show. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, uh, it's another show I produced, they had the Krupa's attorney. He's an interesting uh, dude. This guy Dorf, who's a very, very interesting guy, has very interesting history with election and and. and he's got the Mozart hair. I, I haven't seen him, but he's a yeah. very interesting guy. And then uh, he was talking about the amount of felonies, um, and things like that that were, uh, and that one of the things he said was, that if it weren't for the Freedom of Information Act, uh, we never would have known. If about it him. hadn't been for uh, the Freedom of Information Act, we wouldn't even have known how many false affidavits were filed because we would have only have seen the ones that they put into the actual challenge. But they had stockpiled 2,700, 2,800 false Jeez. affidavits, and then when they saw David's actual petitions, they they matched which ones of the false affidavits actually matched, and they found there were 187 out of those 2,700 that actually matched his petition. Isn't that something? So now it is. Now I want to... 183, 187. I'm sorry. I got the number. I want to tell you what really set me off about this. Not the fact that I have a... a child at Fenwick, which I do when you're partial, you want to see these kids do well and you're impressed by them, that they're taught from a very early age to get involved, to make a difference, that you have, you have a mission in your life. You're not just a victim of, of the world. You can actually change the course of things. So you, you see them have this, you know, kind of put in their minds at a very early age. And it's nice when you see kids believe that, right? And then they run into this Democrat mafia. Yeah. And you see, okay, uh, this isn't going to be good. But you figure it'll it's be... It's only organized crime if it's illegal. Show. Exactly. And you, and you see like this happening. You say, oh, isn't that just disgusting? And that's the paper trail of intimidation. But what, I, what really I don't like, Macbeth, is the fact that the scumbag who works for Quinn pulled over in his F-150 and verbally threatened this kid. And this, did you, yeah. did you see the, the I, news? I've, I've seen the allegation. Yeah, I haven't actually seen anything. And uh, he told him, well, we wouldn't want anything bad to happen to you. Now, I want you out there, you're men, right? Men and your mothers and your fathers and your women. You go for this grown man, this, this, this mafia extortionist strong man threatening this 19-year-old kid who did nothing, has done nothing but attempt to run for alderman. And I want you to understand just how deep the, that corruption goes and how it is truly a mafia. And they will go to all extremes to protect it. Now, I was disgusted when Coco Joe Moreno squeezed out the double door owners. I don't know if you remember yeah. that a couple of years ago. Yep. Because that worked exactly as it should have. Yeah, he said he was going to have inspectors through every day, and they were upzoning the property, but not upzoning anything now, you know, else around them. And... The case was they had a multi-multi-year lease with automatic extensions. Correct. Okay, so they could have been in there running yep. that business for 30 years. Yep. Right? And what Coco Joe Moreno did is he used his political clout because he was paid for by the scumbag owner of the building. 
to squeeze them out and make them illegal in business so he could turn around and sell it to another Chicago mobbed-up developer and everybody gets their cut of the pie. See, I thought that maybe the people would say, God, that's disgusting. It's despicable that that goes on in Chicago, open and notorious. But of course they didn't. And the news stopped reporting it, right? And Chuck Gowdy with his Amish lady hips, he started reporting on flower deliveries and stopped reporting on what is real Chicago corruption. So it just went away. And Coco Joe Moreno, he'll be the alderman until he says he doesn't want to be anymore. Until he goes to the other side of the coin and makes real money as a lobbyist. Not that they even have to give it up, as, as so many Chicago politicians who happen to be phenomenal land speculators prove. Um, so I thought, ah, you know what, let's just get, get the hell out of here and just make the move. And So I did that in my own personal life. But now you see this kid, and he's being shaken down by professional gangsters. And I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, they tell you crime doesn't pay. Anybody want to audit Mike Madigan Enterprises and see what they're worth? And who's going to do anything about it? Kwame Raul? The only difference between him and Lisa Madigan is he has more feminine features. That's it. There is no difference. It's this business as usual, and they will operate under the umbrella of political protection because that's what they've managed to do is to corrupt the, the, the politicians to corrupt the bureaucrats. So they're going to get along. They're going to get away with it forever. And all you can do is move out of it. And if you think I'm wrong, then explain why they don't even want this kid, this kid to run, to present his case, to have an opportunity to change things. Because this is what organized crime does. It doesn't let you move into the block. It keeps you off the block. Well, and if you want to say, well, what can be done about it? Uh, according to his attorney, uh, there's tons of felonies involved here. Filing um, a false affidavit in an election case is a, is a felony under the election code. Uh, suborning perjury, uh, uh, the people who went around and, and, and collected these signatures uh, knew that they, they were false, so that's also a, a felony un, under the criminal code. And, and also um, asking people to remove their signatures, uh, there is, there's also a provision in the election code that says if, if you are deliberately and intentionally trying to prevent someone from supporting a candidate, that's also a felony. Do you really think that they go around and they do things the way it's supposed to be in the textbook? Or do you think these are two city workers, two city workers or maybe four, that drive around and knock on everybody's door who wants to be a city worker, is a city worker, or relies on a city worker to sign the paper? This is really an outtake from the Bronx tale. That is what Chicago politics is. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back after this. 312-642-5600. It's the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. The girl's name was Elena Hampton, and she accused Elena, the one who accused Kevin Quinn, who is the brother of Marty. Marty, who was just stuck in the, in the office to be a rubber stamp for whatever Madigan and the rest of the cohorts want. And by so the way, Marty's the alderman. Marty's being alderman. run against by Krupa. Correct. David Krupa, I think, right? right? Yeah. Right. Who's the Paul kid? Yeah, and that yeah, Going and Marty obviously doesn't have a. Some good people dental. might not have been. No, listening. right. We hope you are, but. but apparently there's not a good dental plan. Because have you seen this jack o' lantern? No, please. His teeth are more yellow than my watch. Well, that's important right. in a policy level. Let's go to uh, Bob. Bob, thank you so much for calling the show. How are you, buddy? I can't get him. My computer's frozen, kid. Are you there, Bob? Yeah, I'm cool. doing good. How are you doing, Sean? Splendid. 
you know, I wanted to call about the, the mayoral race. You, you're talking about this thing with the, the uh, petitions they got signed to get the kid off the ballot. Well, there's uh, Joyce is trying to get Bill Daly off the, the ballot. Yeah. So I guess he has three people who collected 11,000 signatures each and they cannot find these three people. And that's what the challenge is about. And it's, you know, Bob, isn't, everything it, isn't, in it, Chicago. isn't it just a sick game? I mean, it's really just a sick game. So they put these onerous rules there, right? And the onerous rules are, wh- why do you need so many signatures? Did you ever wonder about that? Why do I need a thousand people to say, yes, it's okay, I run? Right. You should only have one for the patronage citizen. department. Well, daily see, the, thing, the thing with me is I, I understand, you know, only having this kid only had needed what, like 400 and something signatures. And he got 1,700. Yet he has to, yeah, he has to get a, a, a crazy amount of signatures because they're going to challenge every signature they can just to knock people off the ballot. So at the end of the day, for the mayoral race, they have to come up with like, 10 times the amount of signatures they need. Right. And I mean, there's forgery going on, all this kind of corrupt stuff in Chicago. And Bob, what do they do about it? You know what makes me sick here? The people of the 13th Ward, you have done exactly what you're told to do. And this is my thing. Do you not have any soul? And more to the point, what's expected well, of them? I mean, it's that they just the want a piece a of the action. Threat, though. I mean, you got a lot of, you got a lot of firemen and, and cops and they were yeah. Trump supporters and this kid's a Trump supporter. He is a clear th- threat because there's a lot of Hispanics it's like my in the old, area. Yeah, it's like my old neighborhood. Some of the white. It's my yeah. my old neighborhood. Bob is this. These guys are the most fiscally conservative. They're the most conservative people you know. They just are, and they, they they're concerned about that. They're concerned about all the issues we are, except when it comes time to vote. Then you're going to put in that 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 exercise queen, Kathy uh, Willis who's just a step and fetch for Madigan. See, and this is the problem I have. If you're really a man and you really have integrity, vote for who you agree with. How, how could you as a man be told from corrupt politicians who you know are corrupt, hey, this is how you're going to vote. And you say, okay. So you sell out for a job? I think you're a scumbag. Sorry, but if you're in the 13th Ward and you're voting for Quinn because Madigan told you to, you're a fraud. Well, here's the thing, too. And it, you deserve what you get, by the somebody, way. Somebody, and I can't Thanks, remember who Bob this is, somebody cornered Quinn and asked him, what, uh, what we go ahead, you know, what, what about this thing? What, and he says, well, the real question. So the, I guess the, 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 the better question is, um, is a self-described uh, day one Trump supporter gets 1,700 signatures in the 13th Ward without being disingenuous? That's the question that comes to my mind. Have a good day, guys. But, but, so, it's literally, it's literally what is expected of them by their aldermen is that they should shun someone mm-hmm. who, who voted in a different way. And, and, and that is, is essentially what he's saying is that, oh, there's no way this person in my ward could get. Well, what Bob was saying is that it's a bunch of cops well, and firefighters who are Trump supporters. Exactly. But in this yellow tooth idiot's defense, he lives in a neighborhood where he knows there's no there's no separation of vote and and neighborhood. If you live in that neighborhood, right. you step You're and part fetch, of it. boy. Yep. And that's how it is. It's just sickening to me. And it shows you, you know, this is why Chicago, you better run out of there like O'Leary's cow kicked the lantern over again. Because it's going nowhere, Do you think baby. the cow ran or did it stay and take its comeuppance? Please. I think the cow was probably a Democrat who knew how things were going to be set up. Um, you know, have they said definitively whether these were precinct captains? Uh, they've been saying they were saying earlier in the week that was that, the guy who threatened the kid. I, you know, I I lose no no no, the no. They, they, they were saying earlier. Uh, hold on, I might actually have it. I do have it. One second. Have you been able to identify the individuals that it's were going to people and under false pretenses getting them to sign these affidavits? 
We've been looking. We're going to be filing them probably some subpoenas requesting for them to come in. They, as far as we know, they've identified themselves to the um, the residents as members of the 13th War Democratic Organization. They've said they were precinct captains. So that's that's you know what he he goes on to say that's what he has been told um, you know his investigators. Now, how do you think you get to be a precinct captain? I, I don't know, but I've known a few of them over the years, and obviously, I'm not going to say any yeah. names. How you that. doing? Yeah, you know what's sad about this? It is literally like um, being in a Dick Tracy novel. Yeah. Sometimes I was at a caps meeting once uh, in my old neighborhood. And there were three of the precinct captains, two of them I recognized because they canvassed for signatures, and they would come around, hi, I need a signature for this guy, and then they would move that clipboard to the bottom, okay, can I have a signature of this guy, and okay, how about for this lady, and they hit nine clipboards with them, and they were just doing the thing. Real tough guys. Real tough guy that shakes down a 19-year-old kid and intimidates him. You know, we wouldn't want to see anything happen. having the gall. Listen. All you guys in the 13th Ward who are mad against Step and Fetch, I'm at the Elmhurst Cigar House tomorrow at 1030. Come and shove me around. Would you? I'd love to get my oh, hands I, on this guy. I, I, I really I, would. And I want the security camera footage of that place. Oh, it'll be great. Just for good laughs. All right, let's go to Trisha. Trisha, thank you for calling the Liberty Hour. How are you? Hey, good. Thank you so much for taking my call. You guys are talking about Illinois. I'm in Indiana, so I really don't have much to offer, but other than telling you to have a good very Merry Christmas, Aww. and I love listening to you See? guys. Very good. Even when you I can't hear myself Sunday? and I drop all the papers on the ground, you okay with that? Oh, yeah. So right. I love Aaron. I love it. Thank you he so drops much. Love all you guys. the papers. Thank, Thank you, you very it. much. Now let's go to the guy who knows, who listens to the show, obviously. John, John knows you do not have John, any paperwork. John knows. John, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm good, uh, Sean. Uh, good good hearing from you, and uh, thanks, Macbeth. But, uh, yeah, uh, probably in between smoking and uh, watching uh, Meet the Press and driving yeah. and drinking coffee, that's probably when the so, papers fell to the well, ground. Well, no, here's what happened. I sent him an email in between <laughs> that, and I'm doing it all from the phone. So I sent him an email of your, that girl's... Your assistant. Your assistant did this yeah, from my the passenger seat. <laughs> and I send, I send Macbeth an email, and it just says print. And uh, somewhere along the lines, it, he didn't get it. We've had a system failure here. No, I, here. I got it. Oh, I just, just didn't ignored it for you. All yeah, right, fair I ignore you. You're going to go far in this business. Thank you, John. Oh, I hung up on John. He was about Damn to it. say something. Damn it. I'm Idiot. sorry, John. I'm very worried about the clock. Now, now you got to fill three minutes. No, I don't. I got Jim. <laughs> Jim in South Elgin. How are you, babe? I'm doing good. How are you? Wonderful. What do you got, babe? Well, actually, uh, John Cass wrote about that story as well. Um, couldn't we get somebody like the Thomas More Society or one of these uh, conservative legal firms to get in here and kind of start, you know, making a lot of subpoenas? Jim, and try why to... do you think it's seventy years of of a construction of a of a Rubrex uh, um, yeah. machine that you can't it, everywhere you would turn? Well, that and this guy, corrupt. yeah, this guy, Cooper's attorney, to? Dorf, uh, talks about that. He said, you know, it's it's. He's 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 given subpoenas and that, but he talks about how ele- they don't need to do anything illegal. The election law is already slanted. Hang, hang on, Jim. Hang All on right. a second. The election law is slanted against challengers. It's it's, it's, yeah. it's written by incumbents to keep incumbents in office, yeah. and so there's, there's a lot of ways an incumbent can keep a challenger off absolutely legitimately by using all the tricks in the election code. You don't have to break the law. And and here's the other thing: they've written the law to profit directly from the the the, the rube. Rube Goldberg machine that they've built that you well, can't navigate. There are byproducts that have to be so managed, were... like patronage and tax appeals. And, and this is why Amazon, this is why Google, what do you really think they're going to come to a town like this? Where they know that Would every you? zoot suit Ugh. fraud, like Ed Burke, fraud for 50 years. And if they want to know how the shakedown works, have them talk to the executives at Boeing. He's made hundreds of millions, 
And you could just take a look at this smarmy son of a gun to see exactly what he is. He doesn't even hide it. Wife, the judge, sure, she's real good at her job, tooling around in the Rolls Royce. They're at the Viagra Triangle on Rush Street. He's out there like a two-bit gangster wow. in Brock's Tangle. All he needs is the coin pinky ring, throw around a few C-notes for the boys. It's a joke. We are a joke. And the fact is the Chicagoan, they love it. You love it because you don't do anything you are just to get rid of it. prematurely exiting calls tonight. Sorry. Oh, man. What are you going to do? I'm, you know what? Because uh, I think it's I'm that so still close. A minute left. I'm so close to being out of here, and I'm watching the people who I've lived with, who I love, my meaning, family Meaning members, Illinois. And I'm watching the people that can leave right. and the people that cannot. I'm watching it just tear apart families, tear apart everything, even marriages for that matter. Yeah. And, 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 the, and you know what? These son of a guns who do it, they get fatter, they get richer, and you know, if you, if you stick in long enough, you'll get a civics award at the Chicago Club, I know where we can all doll up like gentlemen. I know somebody whose marriage was saved by Illinois being a rat fest. Yeah, yeah right. they, they were Funny disagreeing. One wanted to stay because of the job, the other wanted to leave. Yeah. They were thinking about getting a divorce. It got bad enough, they both left together. Look at that. Yeah, that's a beautiful story. I love hippie, like the Hallmark Channel. Oh, man. This yeah. is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back with more good stories after this. 312 642 5600. Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. All right. A couple things. We're not even going to do the spiel. This is the Liberty Hour where we discuss and dissect. I'm not even going to do that. We're going to skip to it because we really Break down the politics. Smoke out the spin. Yeah, we'll let the midget do it for me. Uh, By the way, it is so much fun, McBath, watching him. Can I just say how much I love hearing his name in that Lewinsky thing? That's what I was going to say. It is so much fun watching him fake credibility <laughs> and fake is superior position when you knew and fake seating height he was the gatekeeper i yeah. got it he was the gatekeeper he and uh was, uh was it podesta yes yeah for the molestation of a barely uh, out of teenage i'm sorry brother i it's i wouldn't use that word but oh, i don't really? see that much of a problem with it well, here he's the president of the united an abuse states of power i wouldn't say it's a molestation that implies a lack of will she's out of out of she's what is she 20 at the time she's he a was, nitwit he was absolutely taking advantage of someone who was in a subordinate yeah. position. According to Illinois, she's not old enough to buy a cigar. Did you know that? Well, that's ironic, isn't it? Yeah. But you're old enough to pleasure the president. I mean, I was going to say right. fight in Iraq. Oh, come on. You don't have to get And that. we All lost right. that eight seconds. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. All right. You can It'll catch be it on, on the podcast. It'll post. be on the Facebook. Anyway. Aye, aye, aye. So here's the thing. I've been watching the Michael Cohen thing. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because there, I have a very unique perspective of this, and that is from reality. And here's how it works. When you have a lawyer as your concierge, like the Godfather, who has, by the way, much like Tom in the Godfather, has one client, right? Right. His job is to tell you what is legal, what is not legal. Correct. So to watch him come on with the boo-boo face, like, (laughs) I just dented daddy's car, and say, he instructed me to do illegal things. Well, Let's say that he asked you if things are legal. But yeah, and you, you said nothing and did them. Your job as the lawyer is to yeah. say, I'm going to tell you what, Big Donnie. I'm sorry, brother, you can't do that. It's illegal. Well, and also the, the main legal defense there, and I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know, but, but the main legal defense worry, there would seem be to one. be, that's true, apparently. Um, anyone looking at this would say, okay, well, you know, maybe that's true. Maybe it isn't. What's the burden of proof? Well, the burden of proof is what he said to his lawyer. Um, and here's the other 
it's, it, it's just, I'm not saying anything about privilege. I'm just saying that, you know, if you, if I say to you, Sean, I want to find a place where there's a little old lady who's looking to sell and looking yeah. to retire and let's get it quick versus Sean, I want you to find a place where there's a little old lady and you sell her on the fact that the place is made of asbestos yeah. and, and well, you know, illegal. there's a sinkhole underneath. Well, I understand. Yeah. So but then you, as my real estate agent, will say, no, that's not how it works. And you know what's funny is that they're trying to hide the legal aspect of, hey, this is a lawyer who has a, has a duty to me. He's my lawyer. And I think it's so, easy for them to do that with a guy like Cohen because he doesn't really seem like he could be a lawyer. Yeah. Looking at him and listening to him. He's it's a like, monument guy, to the stupid. This guy cannot be a lawyer. But he also shows you that you can also have agency. That's a very important right. thing. So when he Correct. says he's, he's his fixer. And what they're using that word very strategically. Yes, they are. Because when you and use perhaps it, accurately. when you use that in that manner, what you're basically saying is he's my universal agent. Yeah. And there are laws of agency. And do you know what they are? I know a number of them. I do. And I'll tell you what they are. Laws of agency, whether they be special agent or universal agent, means you can do you are supposed to give your fiduciary duty to your client except when they ask you to break the law. At that moment, all of your fiduciary um, responsibility right, out the window. is out the window. Yep. So it's always upon you. The excuse of, he told me to do that, went out with the Flip Wilson show. The devil made me buy that dress. Well, but that it is, doesn't he's, he's matter. Admitting to it and going to jail for it and then saying, but, you know, they say it's campaign finance violations. But what he's going to jail for is right back to our first segment of the Illinois How You Doing, baby. You, it's about the taxi medallions, which, by yep. the way, you want to talk about a mobbed-up organization, of course. especially in towns like this. You make anything Chicago, as exclusive York, as New that Jersey. in Cook County, you raise the price of membership to it. So what happened was, and I'm well-versed in this story, they claim he had 22. Well, he had 22 at the time the issue ha- happened. He originally, his group, which was partnered with the, the New York cab kingpin, had over 200. They had taken out numerous loans because those medallions were worth a tremendous amount of money. They took out numerous loans. Yeah, more than a house in a lot of cases. Based, oh yeah, New York one point two million, Chicago a million. Yeah. Based on Even the back value, in the day they were huge. Based on the value of those loans, so he takes out the loans, he leverages them. He's got these cabbies working around the clock, paying him a hundred dollars every twelve hours, so he makes two hundred a day for doing nothing, right? Not that that's a tremendous amount of money, but what he does is he uses it as leverage to take out loans. Then the market implodes thanks to Uber. And thanks to Lyft. As the market implodes, the bank says, what are you doing? He then tries to, to not pay the bank. And f- what are you, you going to, what's the collateral? It's junk. It's worth 35% of what I borrowed the money on. Right. Take it. Yeah. It's a strategic default play. Yeah. So that's what originally got him in trouble. And the New York, his partner flipped on him and testified that he knew this was going to happen and this was the scheme. And he only specifically went to these mobbed up towns because he knew they could, they could have a, a corner of the market. So it all goes back to the, Political corruption. And that's what Michael Cohen was guilty of. And he didn't pay taxes on any of the money, $2.2 million. So that's what he is. It has nothing to do with Trump. And as far as the campaign payoffs to, to strippers, that's perfectly legal. John Edwards said it is. Well, I wonder if personal precedent uh, sort of sets you know any, any kind of tone of this. Because if this is something he was doing, like we were talking last week about him buying people's stories and those being the payoff. Yeah, like Kramer. If, if this is something that the guy has done for years and years and simply continued that behavior into a candidacy, not using campaign funds, is it still campaign funding? Well, it doesn't matter, because if he's speaking against Trump, people love him. And that's what you saw today. Instead of questioning what a scumbag this guy is, now everybody loves him. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back. I tried to spit that all in one sentence. We'll be back after this. 312-642-5600.
country do you come from, sir? You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. This is The Liberty Hour. Now, the difference between this and my podcast, which is on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 9.05, is that we have the commercial breaks, and I'm kind of limited by time. So there's so much to talk about. I don't want to just leave these stories behind because there's, you know, you could expand upon them and really, you know, make them quite uh, interactive with you guys. So if I ignored you when you were on the line, accept my apology because I really want to get on to these, these next issues, these next subjects that I think are being propagandized in such a manner that our side is running with the Democrat talking point. And that is that we have all of a sudden Obamacare is something that you and I want. Yeah. And something that even Republicans don't want to mess with. And the reality is this case in Florida, I mean, uh, excuse me, Texas. Yes, say. You know, my problem, Macbeth, is Get in this, your own way there. This is a strategic move. And that is, this is the golden carrot again. And they're going to keep it just far enough on that stick. Yeah. Where we're going to get all excited and we're going to vote in the same kind of f- failures. Far enough to make you work hard, close enough yeah. to make you hope. The yep. same kind of feckless Republicans who, when it comes time, you know, John McCain with the thumbs down. And by the way, I hope he's resting in peace for opposite day. So where they do the thumbs down and, oh, we came that close, I'm boys giving you and a girls. shovel for Christmas. You got to give us more money. More money. Like Bruce Rauner. Right, like the, the, the Republicans yeah. in Illinois. Just more money. Forget about the fact we're the same idiots, same nonsense. We just want our cut of the action. Right. Um, it's just sad because I could see it. Just the way I saw Bruce Rauner as the fraud he was. I could see this becoming the Republican rally cry that deceives us all and gets us all back into the same melee, puts in all the same 75-year-old Republicans. Because did you see who the front runner is for the Democrats now? Yeah. Joe Biden. Yeah. I mean, did you see? I'm the only one qualified for. How about the Oval Office with Trump and uh, Chuck Schumer? He's a handsome devil, isn't he? Chuck Schumer. He looks like Bram Stoker thought him up. Chuck yeah. Schumer. He's and Gary then, Oldman uh, as as the old vampire. Nancy Pelosi yeah. with her five inch part on the side of her head as she's the crypt keeper. I mean, uh, can I just say? And I didn't pull audio because I didn't want to talk about it. But no, now, now saying that, I'd like to talk about this for a moment. That meeting as a radio producer. Gold, gold, gold baby. absolutely gold, and I, I'm just laughing and laughing. And he would, he would keep shutting her down. He would keep going to oh, Schumer, yeah. and okay. Schumer's got enough of an ego that he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll talk. Yeah, Screw but as, as as somebody who who grew up, you know, looking the at first things, names and looking at you know John Belushi become a star. To me, all that was missing was an orderly from Villa Scalabrini because to me, it looked like a Geritol ad. It was despicable to me, and the idea that Republicans, who's our, you know. I feel bad for Trump. He's an old man. He's, he's our best hope. I got it. Great. But what happens in seven years? What happens in 10 years? Who's going who's gonna to take the mantle of conservatism? Not that, you know, like I said, we'll get into specifics. I don't think Trump is really conservative. I think what you saw there were two different degrees of Democrat social engineering policies. And this is the point about health care that I see. So now, as you listen to all the pundits, Everybody wants socialized medicine, and the Republicans know it, and they're never going to run against it. So, like I said before, the yoke of tyranny, Obamacare, is here for a thousand years, brother. Yeah. That's just the long and short. You've got to make good here in radio terms. You need to go to John. All right, let's go to John. Because you cut him off last time. I I love John. John, I'm sorry I cut you off, brother, in Palatine. Uh, You know, from you, I I get it. Um, He's paying you back by using speakerphone. 
Go ahead. What, 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 what I want to say, because this was a pretty, uh, pretty good point, the, the kid, uh, David Krupa, yeah. he got uh, something like 1,800 votes, and the uh, opposition, Marty Quinn and his yeah, cronies, yeah. got something like 2,800 or 2,600 yep. uh, renigs on it. Uh, yeah, well, oh, 183 my, or 187. That was my first right. sentence I said. The first thing, well, the first well, sentence that, I said. Right, we get it. Right, talking about yourself. Face, that, that on its face should be uh, warrant for felonies. Yes, uh, but uh, as far as Schumer goes, he's more like a, a Nasratu in like a four thousand dollars suit. Yeah. You know what's funny That's about what this? Schumer? The older Gary Oldman and the uh, I mean, he is just here. despicable. I can't even look at him anymore. I can't even look at him. And and the sad part is he's been doing this, dude, since the seventies. Yeah, you understand? Starsky was sliding and, and over. He's the not even close to Ford the top Torino. of the, uh, the top of the tenure hill there. I'm he's not even close. Starsky and Hutch was number one TV when this guy got elected. I want a Torino. Oh, it was the best. And and here's the other thing. These guys, like Mike Madigan, like all of these political prostitutes, Macbeth, I venture a guess they're worth well over $100 million. Believe me when I tell you, if you really looked into the net worth of these 50-year politician scumbags, they're worth hundreds of millions. Yeah. And here we are as regular Joes going to work, trying to get ahead, and they're just simply building these Rube Goldberg corrupt machines and, that and if course, you want to operate in, you're going to pay. It's an extortion And like we heard earlier, tool. they're designed to keep people who are in power in power. Just extortion at every corner. Let's get Jeff in Let's go to break. Jeff. Jeff, come on, babe. Uh, how are hey, you? Sean. Yeah. I'm doing fine. Hey, listen, good to hear you on the air. Thank you. Listen, I, I, all these states, every state I understand has like a catastrophic uh, health care situation where you can sign up then the state will you yeah, join the state schools. program. Yeah, before That's Obama. what I understand. Yeah. And that, but, but anyway, well, the federal government shouldn't be involved. The state can take care of it. And then furthermore, if Ryan wanted to bail out, why didn't he invite Genie Ives oh, to take over? I agree. He could have won. I didn't, you're right, Jeff. He's not and a genuine I'll guy. I'll tell you what, Jeff is smarter than any of the, of, the, of the guys I hear on Channel 5 News. He's exactly correct. And, you know, that's the greatest insult to the Illinoisan. Was that uh, Rauner? We didn't get to cover it because I said there's just so much stuff. But Rauner came out for the people that don't know. Rauner came out and said, you know, I didn't really want to run. Now that I lost, it's kind of uh, somebody else's fault because I didn't want to do it. I tried to get somebody else. Everybody except the one who challenged him. But we'll discuss that in our remaining segment. 312-642-5600, Liberty Hour. I do appreciate that about Sean, and I love him for it. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. You recruited four people to run for what would have been your second term. That's correct. Yep. And I said, I'll step aside. I'll give you huge financial resources. You run for governor. I'll support you. You have as good or better chance to get elected than me. All four of them said no. Too tough, too unlikely, too difficult. So you admit you wasted everyone's time, right, Lurch? Sounds like seven a, foot sounds of like stupid. A very they are. likely story. Yeah, I would have rather had this Krupa kid. If run. only there were a an ardent conservative option. Um, you we, know, just just hypothetically, if someone say you know Wheaton representative decided to run for governor, <laughs> but then was with, was lied about blatantly and and cast as the most absurd possibility, a Madigan stooge. So, 
Jeannie Ives is the furthest thing from a Madigan stooge. I agree with her on some things. I don't agree with her on others. There's no way but you can reasonably think that Jeannie Ives is in the bag for Not Madigan. to mention, she came within a hair, within a breath oh, yeah. of defeating you. If all the people who were like, well, I'm not going to vote for Madigan, I'm not going to vote for Jeannie Ives, she's for Madigan. And if all of those people would have just literally just spent so, five minutes on the internet. So just think about this for uh, a minute. Let me just present this to you and just, just think about this for one minute. That is a certain condescending contempt for conservatives of Illinois that you almost can't for everyone. You can't convey. See, four years ago, I spotted this Trojan horse of failure fraud that he is. Number one, because of the wife. But I spotted him for what he was, and I didn't vote him vote for him. And I'm very proud of that. I got in many arguments with one Dan Proft over this. But all of the Republicans like Pat Quinn and Durkin and all of the establishment hacks who are waiting for their ghetto casino from Heidner who owns these scumbags, all of these guys who st- told you he's, he's really going to be different. Just, I know he's all we got. You got to support him. And they're still going to be around asking you for money. When the Illinois Republicans ask you for money, this is what they really think of you, dummy. They think you're beneath con- consideration. They have a contempt for you that all they want is your vote and your money. They laugh at you when you walk away from them. And remember that. That's why this entire Illinois Republican Party needs to be scrubbed from top to bottom. I don't want to see one of you in there anymore. Not one. You're all gone. See, I'm all fired up because you know what? I'm hoping that one of these 13 Worth Ward uh, Alderman guys and the, and the guy that intimidated the kid comes to the Elmhurst Cigar House tomorrow at 11 a.m. I'm praying that they come. What do you think? I, I think it would be fun to watch. I think it would be too. Yeah. I'm, I'm an old man, but I got a lot I, of vote I hope if they yeah. do come... They all come at the come same time. Come strong, baby. Yep. Yeah, got a lot of more for uh, It'll be fun to watch. All right. All I right. think I'm going to sit across the street from the Elmhurst Cigar House. You know why I'm saying that? Because I know Dave's got my back. And he that's, knows Dave. That's right. You know, the big gun guy. Yeah, come uh, on. Right. All right. Illinois Rising, we uh, thank you for uh, grabbing a couple clips. Yep. We, I want to say thank you very much. And I want to say thank you to the We did actually ask. Yeah, I did ask. And I want to say thank you to the listeners who did come to the Illinois, uh, the Elmhurst Cigar House yesterday. I had such a nice time, Macbeth. I didn't tell you this. We didn't have time. Yeah, our own uh, Lynn Neiman was there. A, yes, and I love her to death. And I had a bunch of listeners just come in and say, hey, I listen to the Liberty Hour, and I support you, and I know it's an uphill battle. So I really, really, and I mean this, I'm very flattered, and I appreciate this. Because you know what, Macbeth? This is the same stuff I used to do when I was listening to the morning show, only I did it in my car, just scaring the girl at Starbucks. What do you think of that? Now you just do it in your car and scare the school. I just do it. You have to find other other things to do in your car to scare the girl at Starbucks, (laughs) and uh, we're not going to go into that. All right, very good. You know, sure. You still allowed uh, within a thousand feet of a school? I am, but only to pick up my kids, and I got to get the hell out of there. Yeah, but uh, anyway, this that's just a popular demand. This kid Krupa, I want to do. I got a mission for you (laughs) next week. Right? I want you to find out how we could help this kid. I want to get the campaign, get him on. I want to get him on, and I want to help him raise money to defeat the true mafia in Chicago. It isn't five ethnic guys sitting around drinking espresso playing Pinochle. It's the Illinois-Chicago Democrat Party. And See, why the do thing, you think Once we it get is, him on, you're going to say something that's yeah. going to disqualify him. Yeah. Uh, maybe you'll be lucky, and you'll be at the Viagra Triangle in Rush Street, and uh, See? Eddie Burke will See? pick up your check with somebody else's money. Another scoundrel. All right, this is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back next week, 8 to 9. I completely ignored it. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home.